What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the latest episode of the 1796 Sports Podcast. Yes, this is Bryce's voice coming from Ryan's picture. We are in the same room. So the gang's back together. All three of us are here. Let's get into it. We'll talk about the huge win over Auburn. Tennessee beat Auburn 92-84. to Connect, you know, dropped his pants and showed everybody what he's working with again. 39 points, 39 points from Connect led us to a massive conference win. Um, Jim, initial thoughts after that Auburn game? I mean, if you didn't think Dalton Connect was player of the year, I feel like that was a statement game on who's player of the year. And I'm not talking SEC player of the year because he's already had that. He's got to be in the talks of national pet of the year, like not even close, but can we just talk about how he misses free throws and he could have had two 40 point games like it. And he knows it. He knew it after he missed that one free throw towards the end of the game. And, but anyways, I mean, not only Dalton connect, obviously we know he played great. Another great game from Zakai Ziegler. I mean, 17 points, clutch free throws at the end of the game, and, I mean, nine assists again. The kid is a magician at the point guard slot. Um, and Adu obviously had a, you know, pretty good game as well. But um, all around, good team win. I mean, again, we go into half, up four, and, you know, Dalton Connect, man, second half, it it it's just – Dalton Connect's game. You get that shirt on top, it's, it's game over. But, um, but yeah, great team win. Um, now we got to go on the road for another tough game, so we'll see. Yeah, much to the, uh, the, the, the highly premature meltdown on Vault Twitter halfway through the second half, um, you know, the this team sucks, The we're playing like shit, it's over. Uh, I never thought those things because Dalton Connect wears orange and white. Um, it's just so nice to have a player like that. And, you know, we, we still had another, you know, quiet offensive output from the two fifth-year seniors in Vescovy and Josiah Jordan-James. But, you know, I was talking to Bryce about this last night. Like, to me at this point, it's kind of expected – for them to not score as much as they used to, but they still give tons of effort on defense. They do a bunch of little things and tangibles that uh, a non-coach would not notice. I think they're super important to have on the floor. And any talk of them being benched, any talk of them, you know, just not being not playing well enough to, to be earning playing time at this point is just nonsense to me. Well, I mean, who are you going to bench them for? I mean, that the thing about it is Ryan pointed out something to me that I did not notice. Jim, I'm curious to know if you if you caught on to this. So, Vescovy had two points. But what Ryan pointed out to me 
Did you know that he has only attempted 10 or more field goals one time this season? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. It, it seems like he's scared to shoot the ball. Uh, and I don't know if scared is the right word, but, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. It's it's just – I mean, he shot, he's attempted less than five shots a ton of times. Like, he attempted two field goals, three, 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 four. Like, it's not that – it would be different if – he was shooting, you know, if he was shooting 15, 16 times a game and just missing most of them, it's not like he lost his scoring touch. It seems like either that's the game plan or it's a confidence thing. But I mean, like Ryan said, it feels being, it feels like we're being a little nitpicky just because like you said, we have the white Mamba. So. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I mean, you got a guy like Dalton, scoring 39 points in a game against a really good defensive team. And uh, and actually, before I forget this point, Broom, I, I mean, Dalton Connect made Broom his little bitch yesterday. Did anyone else no- notice that? I get Broom had a great game, but they finally realized with like 12 minutes left, they're like, you know what? Let's just get uh, Broom switched up to Dalton, and he just three – Layup, three, dunked on, three. It was just nonstop. But anyway, back to our point. But, yeah, Vescovy, you know, I, that's what I think is is his mindset, is that he doesn't have to shoot as much. He They, they pass the ball a lot more. But I, I agree. I mean, he's probably the best shooter on the team when it comes to hitting threes, especially wide open threes, because he's wide, wide open half the time, but he ends up passing the ball. And... um I think it has to do with, you know, having Dalton connect on the team and having a bunch of shooters. I mean, even Ganey, Zakai's shooting a lot more. And maybe maybe it's just he's not trying to be selfish. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he had to shoulder the load last year. Like, if he had a bad shooting night, we were SOL for the most part. So, um, I do want to shout out Adu because he had – a very nice game, 14 and seven, um, made both of his free throws, had a block. And we've been critical of Adu at times this season because, I mean, I don't think it's a negative thing to say, like he has disappeared against elite, you know, interior players. So to see him go against Broom, who is very good. I mean, we all know Johnny Broom is, is very, very good. Um, and Adu held his own, man. Like he, he still got seven boards. He he got fourteen points. He wasn't a non-factor like he was against Hunter Dickinson, or you know. So that was good to see. Um, and Awaka, I mean, Awaka had a nice little game off the bench too, nine and five. Um, so you you got to feel really good about those two, right? Dude, now. there's something about that big man lineup, man. I love it because you put you know Awaka at the four. I mean. He's he's trouble for guys at the four, especially, you know, in college. It's just he's just bigger, stronger, and it gives him, you know, a little leeway to play, you know, his type of game. When he's playing the five, I feel like he's restricted on what he can do. But I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. I just think he's a lot better at the four slot with Adu at the five. I mean, he he clearly is. I think that Adu and Awaka lineup is a revelation for this team the because 
it's like Bryce said, when Adu has to carry most of the load alone against players like Janai Broom, Hunter Dickinson, Armando Baycott, Zach Eady, uh, even Tolu Smith from Mississippi State earlier in the year, like he doesn't always rise to the occasion. But when he has a, a sidekick at, at certain points in the game to help him in the paint on defense, it it works wonders. And, you know, I want to go back to the, the Vescovy and Josiah Jordan James talk. The The thing about Vescovy is that the one time he did shoot over 10 shots this year, he was our leading scorer. And I think – and that was against Kansas and Maui. So I think maybe the coaches or Vescovy are both realized that maybe that's not the formula this year when you have a player like Connect and you have Adu rising to the occasion – you have Ziegler playing like an All-American, like, and he's certainly still capable of doing it. He had he had three three pointers in Rep Arena, and we all know what Josiah Jordan James did. So, I think when you have two sleeping giants on offense, with you know what what you normally get from your other three starters, it's a dangerous team. Oh yeah, we've talked about it multiple times. I mean. This team's so well-rounded. It's got the depth. It's got the coaching. It's got the players. I mean, it, it's just, it, you know, I I agree with you. I think it's just Vescovy knows, and, and Vescovy plays amazing defense. I mean, he does get in foul tr- trouble a lot, like he did, you know, last night. But, I mean, the dude is a great defender. Um, I mean, the fact that you have Vescovy, Meshack, Ziegler, and even Dalton, Dalton's been playing really good defense, and our big men are good on defense on the, as long as they stay out of foul trouble. But um, but yeah, I mean this team, this this is your shot, um, to go win an Addy. This, this is the best team that Rick will have, especially having the you know Dalton connect on this team. Yeah, uh, speaking about Vescovy's defense, he became the second player in Tennessee basketball history to hit 200 steals last night. Yet some people want him benched. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, what coach of a top five team, when you you're on a five game winning streak now, you're number one in the SEC, you're fighting for a number one seed, you're going to be a two at worst, would make a change in their starting lineup. Like it just makes no sense to me that people melt down over shit when we're winning the games. I don't think anybody would actually. I mean. I think most rational people realize that's a really stupid idea. Like they're not making a lineup change at this point. It, it's the it's the people seeking attention on Twitter that say all that stuff. It, it, I mean, and they probably they don't have any basketball knowledge because, I mean, anyone with basketball knowledge and even just a common sense, you know, aspect. I mean, Vescovy and Triple J. I mean, they both contribute to the team on the defensive side if they're not playing on the offensive side and we've seen both of them score when they needed to so i mean well and the thing about it like vescovy's the starter but Ganey played more minutes than vescovy did yeah a lot of that had to do with foul <laughs> trouble too and i think <clears throat> they're trying Ganey at point guard some because you know in the latter stages of the first half I think Rick Barnes is trying to buy some minutes with funk, f- funky lineups because yeah, oh, I noticed that with the, yeah, yeah Estrella and you yeah. know I think it had to do with what what Auburn brings depth wise trying not to run down our starters when the game got you know came down to the wire in the second half which I think worked I mean we we survived that stretch we ended up 
leading at halftime. But the lineup decision that I had a more of a problem with was why is Meshack only playing nine minutes and Ganey is playing 21 when he's shooting one for six from the floor? I agree. I, I really think Meshack's defense overcomes. And his passion. Know, and his passion, yeah. dude. He, whenever he's on the court, man, he's you know he's giving one hundred and ten percent. Not saying Ganey doesn't, but I'm I'm just saying. Um, I mean, Mayshak is better. I think we're all comfortable saying Mayshak is better all around than Ganey. Uh, I would say Ganey is better on the offensive end, but yeah. defense defensive wise, not even close. Mayshak's the guy. I wonder if that had to do with just the way that Auburn's built, because. You know their best players, the post player. Like I bet against Alabama, Mayshack will get more than nine minutes. Mayshack better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're gonna have to. They got to cover the three point line. That's the only way Alabama is gonna win. And we'll talk about that. But I I I remember watching the Alabama game before uh, Bryce's washer exploded uh, (laughs) a few weeks ago. Um, Mayshack looked like like Dennis Rodman guarding the perimeter in that game, and. Ever since that game, we've kind of cut down his minutes a little bit. But I, I do think, like Bryce said, it's it's more of a, a matchup thing because I think but the, the only question I have is that when Ziegler went down last year, Meshack ran the point. He started at point guard after that, and we got to the Sweet 16 with Meshack running the point. So, you know, if Ganey, if we're going to try Ganey at the point and he's not shooting well, I think a bad Ganey shooting night does not – Merit him playing over Meshack's always stellar defense. No, I agree. I definitely agree with that. And Meshack has definitely way more experience than Ganey in in the tournament. I'm talking, but so, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, Rick Barnes knows what he's doing. We know he knows what he's doing. So Absolutely. there's a reason for all his little moves he does. So, and we'll never know unless we talk to him. So we'll see. So the um. The thing is, though, it with uh, Ryan actually pointed this out to me too yesterday. Like, yes, it's easy to, to nitpick about Triple J and Vescovy not really contributing on offense, but like, what team has five starters that <coughs> are consistent, like weapons? I mean, and honestly, the only one that we could come up with, Jim, was Kentucky. Like, I was about Kentucky, to say that. Kentucky has five guys that can that are capable of dropping twenty, but the thing is, they wait, can't are you play. saying dropping twenty, or are you saying consistently? Well, that's the thing. Cal, Coach Cal's like lineup stuff is weird, and they don't play a lick of defense. So, like, other than that, there's not really any five man lineup in college basketball that does consistently score all five of them. So. I mean, it's easy to say. I mean, look at Purdue. Like, for for anybody that wants to say, well, if Connect has a bad night, the Vols are screwed. Uh, Wrong. If Zach Eady has a bad night, do you think Purdue's going to beat anybody? I mean, Purdue lost. Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson last year in the first round because they they had an off night. Like, it's college basketball. Yes, you're going to have off nights, but I don't think that the Vols are uniquely like. I see people that aren't Vols fans saying that, like, oh, we're a one-man show, and it's, it's so I mean, annoying. It's, 
it's just so not true. And I mean, I mean, look a- at Zakai's stats. I mean, it's not a one man show. Zakai, it's definitely if if anything, you're calling it a two man show. I mean, Zakai. Well, no, he, remember, Jim, the remember the uh, KSR guy said Zakai was irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, so was Dillingham. So. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a little ridiculous. Like, it's very clearly. I mean, you can call it a three man show most of the time, but like I said, I mean, who has a five man show night in, night out? Nobody. Nobody, and you're there's nights. I mean, look at the game when we were at A and M. You're gonna have a we didn't show up at all. So I mean, it is what it is. But and if you don't, I mean, if you don't, if Connect isn't gonna show, isn't gonna show up one night, we're probably screwed anyway. Like it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're gonna everybody has these off nights, and you know. But Tennessee, but, I get what you're saying. But Tennessee has multiple people on that roster that if Dalton Connect only scores fifteen. Sakai could have 20, Vescovy could have 20, Triple J could do it, Adu could do it, Gainey yeah, could mean, do it. Yeah, I was just about to say that Connect scored 16 in the Kentucky game, and we scored 102 points, so oh, 103, sorry. Yeah, against uh, what they say is their best team ever. So, Yeah, the difference for me between, as far as National Player of the Year talk, between Edie and Connect, if Edie was not on Purdue, they're probably – a bubble team, but if Connect was not on Tennessee, we're probably a five or six seed. Like it's, it's because like we have the depth, we have a better overall team than Purdue. I don't think that's in question at all. They play in a worse conference, and I mean, it's just mind blowing to me that people can think that the circus act of Zach Eady is, you know, fifteen free throws a game. It's it's just so boring to watch compared to an obviously better all around player than Connect. Well, I mean, somebody, oh, yeah. somebody posted it. Somebody involved Twitter posted it today. The shot charts for Edie and Connect, dude. Edie does not. I mean, everybody knows this. He does not shoot from more than five feet out. Like if, if you dump it down there to him and he lays it in, like a hook. That, yeah, he just does a little hook shot. That's it. It's exactly why he's not high on draft boards. Like a, a lot of draft boards have him going in the second round. And I know that that's not everything, but it's because he doesn't space the floor. He's just a big guy who sits down there and scores because he's bigger than everybody else. Bro, he's going to get bullied in the NBA. I mean, no no NBA team even has a guy like that anymore. And if they do, he's at the back of the bench because he does nothing. I mean, look at Taco Fall. The guy, the guy exactly. is, I mean, he's bigger than Zach Eady and he doesn't even play. Yeah. Yep. Edie in the in the NBA will be like Hashim the beat like it's yeah bowl bowl yeah it's nothing. and here's my thing about and, and you know talk about national player of the year I mean Ryan you just said it like who doesn't enjoy watching a kid like Dalton connect drive to the basket dunk on somebody or you know shoot a three from six feet behind the arc and hit it in someone's face or drive do a little pull up at the elbow and it, he could do everything. And like you guys just said it. I mean, it, it's, it's it, you know, and I'm not even saying it as a Tennessee fan. It It's just as a basketball fan in general, it should be a clear-cut case of Dalton Connect being National Player of the Year. 100%. I mean, it should be about the best overall player, and it shouldn't be about who's the best at standing under the basketball game and getting a rebound. Yeah, and, getting, mean, and getting 19 foul calls. Yeah, the, the way referees treat Zach Eady – 
is like he all he, he's caught all of them like with an underage girl. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like he gets like grazed and they're like flagrant too. Like it's it's ridiculous. And we we watched it firsthand in Maui, uh, a game that we should have won. And I think if we happen to run into them in the final, oh, we we'll beat them. We beat them. If on on a, I mean, I know the first game was on a neutral, a neutral floor, but having played them before, I think we would make that a track meet to neutralize. Well, that not game. only that, that game was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, before and, Connect hit a stride. Before. Well, yeah, they didn't. They didn't get, have the chemistry they do now. Yeah, Ziegler was still hobbling around for the most part at that point. And now he's exactly, playing, he's and he's like, playing all American. He and he should be. Yeah, you want to go ahead and get into a little. Well, I want to before I got a couple couple questions, kind of off uh, Voldemort's kind of thing. So okay. I got a question about Dalton Connect. If Dalton Connect leads this team to win a national championship, do we retire number three? Uh, yeah, because he would. He's going to be, he's going to be an All American. If he wins an Natty, he's National Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be an All American. He's going to be SEC Player of the Year. He's going to have multiple thirty-point games, which I think is another requirement for getting your jersey uh, retired at Tennessee. He's going to have so many accolades, and if you add a national championship on top of that, I think he fully deserves it. For I. I mean, he's, he's he he might be the greatest in Tennessee history at that point if he brings home a natty. Yeah, I I know a lot of old heads. I always hear him talk about Bernard King. If he had two functioning knees during his whole career, he he's mentioned with Michael Jordan, with Kobe Bryant, with all those you know top ten NBA players of all time. But I didn't see that firsthand. But from what I hear, it's pretty similar to what Connect is doing right now. And he made the Hall of Fame even with those, you know, injury issues. But as far as my lifetime, as far as 21st century, for me, it's Chris Lofton, Grant Williams, Dalton Connect. And I think Dalton Connect clears the first two by a lot. Bryce, what do you think? You think the same way? Pretty much. I think uh, just the fact that him being the first player to lead us to a final four, let alone a national championship. I don't think there's any way you can't. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know if that's ever happened. Well, probably not because the transfer portal is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think you have to though. I mean, just the monumental task that that would be. I mean, nobody predicting us to go to win a national championship before the season started. Nobody knowing who Dalton Connect was, and this meteoric rise that he's had. Where, like Ryan said, if he he's going to win SEC Player of the Year, he should win the Naismith. If he doesn't, I mean, I think if he wins those two and a national championship, there's no way he can't. Now that's another question, though. That's another question, though. Is this the would that be the biggest, uh, you know? fraudulent case since Peyton Manning not winning the Heisman? I think it'd be pretty 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 high up there, yeah. I mean it'd be close. I would I don't know about because the Heisman is obviously the Heisman. But this this would be definitely close. 
Fox Sports Knoxville was talking about this today, comparing the Heisman to this player of the year race with Connect and Edie. And they made a really good point uh, saying that if Connect were to win it, Connect would be Charles Woodson in this scenario because Peyton Manning was the the hype, the, the favorite for most of the year. And then he got it overtaken at the end by Charles Woodson. And that's mm-hmm. what Connect would be doing to Zach Edie. So now, it's kind of. It's kind, of, it's kind of flip-flopping the scenario. Um, I, I understand. I mean, if you just look at it on a piece of paper, ED averages more points, more rebounds, and he's on a, a higher-ranked team, which I, I think is probably going to win out. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't. Now, is, it, is it based on the tournament or no? I, I think they announced it before the tournament. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think that's. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what if they do or not, but I was going to say, based on the season, though, I, God, it's so hard not to say Dalton Connect. It's just, yeah, it, it, it sounds just, wrong. It's like I said, when you look at a piece of paper, Edie's the player of the year. When you actually turn on the tape, Connect's the player of the year. It's as simple as that. It just depends on what the voters go with. And it sucks because it's like, yo, Zach Edie won it last year. Who cares? No, Like, no one in the country other than Purdue fans want Zach Edie to win. No one likes him. Yeah, I mean, you got people like Auburn fans. Even Auburn fans are in it, on the Vol basketball Twitter saying how he's he's a dude. He, I mean, he's flat out a really great basketball player, and you don't see that about Edie. It's just like, yo, he's just tall and three hundred pounds. It's that's it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't want to turn it like a Zach Edie bashing thing. I mean, there's a why not. There's a place for him. It's he's just, not. He, yo, he's just tall. You make me seven four, I'd do the same shit. Well, let me finish. <laughs> what I was gonna say. This might be blasphemous. I think Rob Dillingham's a better. I mean, I I, I would rather him. Facts. Than Zach Facts. Rob Dillingham. Uh, yeah, hey, listen to me. And no offense, Rob Dillingham, from what I said before. I mean, the guy's gonna be in the NBA. He's Tyrese Maxey Jr. <laughs> the kid's a the kid's a baller. But Zach Eady's not. He's gonna sit the bench, and you're gonna if you give him the national player of the year again, it's a shame because Dalton Connect would run circles around that man, and it's like a, a cyclops in a fairy tale, and like the the opposing team. Is <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, give it to the giant. Yeah, give it to the giant. That's probably the best way to go. Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember um, Adam Morrison? Yes, or, yeah, and he's a nobody. He dominated for Gonzaga, won all these awards, and then did absolutely nothing. That is literally what's, what Edie's going to do, in my opinion. Edie's not going to play. He's going to go in the G League. He's going to get bullied by people in the G League. Yo, old yo, put Edie against Draymond Green. Put him against Draymond Green. Draymond Green will bully that man. He won't uh, score. I, I just – I totally agree with everything you're saying, Jim. You get me um, going. Let's get let's get away from Zach Eady. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say about Zach Eady is, you know, it, when when you're 12 feet tall, or probably more than that, when you put put your arms up in the air, it's not that impressive what you're doing. That'll be the the end of the Zach Eady talk, unless somebody else wants to go. But um, y'all want to go ahead and get into this Alabama matchup for on yes. Saturday night? Let's get it. Now, and I want to say something about this game coming up. And we talked about it, you know, before the, ge- the season even started. And we said we'd lose this game. Did we not? We did. 
We did. I'm gonna be honest. If Tennessee could shut, I'm t- Alabama. I hate to tell you, if you shut down their three point game, they suck. They are the worst. Like they suck. If if they can't hit the three ball, I mean, you've seen it already. We beat them by twenty, and that's all so you got to do, do. Do you know, Jim, off the top of your head? Do you happen to know where they rank in total defense? I, I don't because I don't care about them, but <laughs> 271st. They do not play a lick of defense. No, and that's the reason why we beat them by 20. I mean, you shut down everything. I mean, look, Mark Sears scored 20 against us. I mean, let alone 12 points were in the second half with like five minutes left. But, um, I mean, you take away the three-point game, they, they are not good. They're no, not good. Even, I mean, but I think even when they're hitting, even when they when they are hitting their threes, they're not going to be able to slow us down, just like they couldn't last time. I mean, every game they play, like even when they win, the other team is also near ninety points. Like uh, it's, Ole Miss, yeah, I Ole mean, Miss had eighty eight. Yeah, like if they don't score a hundred, they're not winning most of the time. I mean, they and they they're not play. scoring a hundred against Tennessee. They're not. Nope. That's my point. Yep. I mean, they went to Kentucky, and they let Kentucky score 117 points. Didn't they score like 60 points or something? And um, who? I don't, Kentucky or Alabama? Alabama. What, how much did they score? They scored – I think it was like – It, it was 95 yeah. to 117. But the, the score was – Oh, like, well, I mean, Kentucky don't play defense either. I think it was like 103 to 64 with like eight minutes left in the game. So, Kentucky could have scored like 100. Yeah, they put their backups in. Yeah, but, you know, it's just like we've been talking about. Alabama shot 37 threes last night at Ole Miss, hit 15 of them. Um, and we held them to, I think it was 21 attempts, and they made four in Knoxville when we beat them by 20. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously the key to the game. Another key is overcoming the inevitable avalanche in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the game with, with the home crowd behind them. And I think yeah, if we you gotta past, shut them down. Yeah. There will be some bullshit calls too. Yeah, I think if you get past those first ten minutes, then you're, you know, tied or within five. Really, I think the Vols are gonna win the game. I I really do. I, I don't. And the Vols are hot, man. They're they're playing great basketball. AD's yeah. playing great. Obviously, DK's playing great. Zakai's playing great. Triple J and Vescovy are great defenders. I mean, they get rebounds. They they do what they got to do. I mean. The, this could be a defensive game. This is this has to be Rick Barnes going into the locker room saying, "Hey, shut the three down. You know, play defense. the The offense is going to come with it because, I mean, Alabama doesn't play defense. We're going to score on them, and just t- you got to get the home crowd out of it. You can't have you can't have this game be like a, a forty to forty game going into halftime. Yeah, uh, another huge factor in this one. Uh, Alabama doesn't have much of a presence in the paint. I and uh, if we put that Adu and Awaka lineup in the game against them, I think we will clean house d- during those minutes. I mean, they won't be able to get a rebound. No, no. I mean, oh, I, mean, I can't. Oh, Nelson can't. I hate him. And, and he's <laughs> he's come on. He's a lot better player than he was two months yeah. ago. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, I mean, he's been playing good, but he still gets into foul trouble. way more aggressive. He's going to get into foul trouble because he's going to have to defend. Yeah. If he's got to defend sure. a Waka in the paint, he's going to get in foul trouble. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just it's the the defense of Alabama just leads me to think that Tennessee's gonna they're gonna win this matchup for the second time. I mean, I just do not see how they they give up points to everybody. I mean, the it, only it doesn't thing, matter. I, I agree with you. The only thing is if we come out ice cold and they're just making it rain and we get down by too much early, I don't know if we'll be able to come back. That's the only thing that I worry about. But that's got to be the point of emphasis on Rick Barnes' side, which I like. I already said. I mean, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He the the guys know what's what's coming. Expect and this is what this is where Triple J and Vescovy and and Zakai and Adu come into play. You play. You've been here before. You've played here before. You know what the crowd's going to be like, and you know what this. I mean, you beat this team by twenty. Now, don't take that with a grain of salt, but come in here and. They know what to do. So that's definitely at our benefit. Yeah. Another big thing, big uh, factor in our first matchup against Alabama was Jordan Ganey had a good game off the bench. He had 15 points. It'd be nice to see that again. And Connect went 8 of 20 from the field, uh, which is hilariously a bad game for him. And he still had 25 points. So if he plays like he did last night, and he's been great on the road, all throughout this year. I mean, I, I just think things are looking good for the balls going into this matchup, home court advantage or not. Now, I mean, let's say the balls do win. I mean, is that guaranteed SEC uh, season title holders or? Um, it was well, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so we would be a game up on Alabama, obviously. And then you'd only have to win – one of the two. One of the last two to get a share. You've well, probably... as you say, though, what if what if South Carolina beats us and then... Well, I don't know. That that would definitely be a logjam scenario and there'd be... I'd, I'm sorry, though. The way I've been watching South Carolina play basketball. No, but they, they had a great year. They And, you know, kudos to them. I just don't see them beating us again. I don't either. If you if you clean the the defensive glass against them, you're gonna win the game. And it's another. This is this is gonna be a re- revenge game, and I guarantee you, the boys are gonna go in like their heads on fire. I'm I'm gonna call it now. This is kind of far out. I mean, we're a game. Oh no, I, I love it. I love it. Say what you want to say. Um, uh, Josiah Jordan James is a South Carolina boy, and I think he's gonna have twenty plus points in that game. I love it. Even though he blocked me, I love it, and I hope he drops thirty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give my prediction for the score of this Alabama game. Unless y'all have any other points you want to go over. Oh no, yeah, go ahead. Good, Bryce. Go for it. Okay. Um, this is mainly because of Alabama's horrendous defense, but I'm gonna go with the Vols. Ninety-three to eighty-three. And I'm going to go with Connect having another 25-plus point game on the road. And I'm going to go with Adu also getting to the 20-point mark. I like that a lot. Jim, what right. are you thinking? Oh, you want me to go? Okay, all right. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think the Vols take this. Um, I'm not as confident as Ryan is um, just because it's on the road and we haven't played specifically well on the road. 
Um, but I do think the Vols take this game, but I think it's going to be kind of a, I wouldn't say a nail biter. I think this will be a closer game, you know, throughout the whole entire game. But I think Vols win, I'd say I'm in the nineties as well. I'm going to say 95 to 87. All right. All right. I'm going to shock you guys a little bit. You son of a bitch. You better, you not, nope. Hey, we're Don't eat, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. Ryan, edit this out. Here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. I think, I do think we dropped this game, boys. I think Alabama has a little bit too much firepower, that revenge factor. Playing for seating. I I think (laughs) 88 to 81, something like that. Um, I do. I think we drop it, but, but I think we close out the regular season with two more wins. Bryce, you think this two number two seventy one on the defensive end is going to hold us to eighty one points? I just think if it's a game where the crowd's raucous, they get off to a fast start. We're not hitting shots. Connect just dropped thirty nine. You know he might be tired. He might not. He's probably not going to do that again. I, I just think. Oh, hey, clip this shit. Clip it, send it to Dalton. (laughs) I would love to be wrong. I want to win, obviously, but, you know, we're probably going to drop one of these four. This is the one I think that we have the best shot, honestly. I think we might drop this one. But, like you said, Ryan, I, I think we beat South Carolina. I think we beat Kentucky. I just think... This is just a tough matchup. For I mean, it wasn't the first time, but in Alabama, we predicted to lose at the beginning of the season. Their offense is even better than we thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, I just think it's – I think that revenge factor is a huge thing. Yeah, well, just know I'm doing the same thing I did for the Auburn game, the picture I sent you guys. Yes, I Please probably do. will too. <laughs> Nate Oates will probably have one of his players like do a drive-by on our bus or something. Well, no, they'll probably just have like a bomb on uh, on the bus, and uh, it'll have like NATO's signature, and like the SEC won't do anything about it. Yeah, the SEC will claim that NATO's was scared of us or something. You know. Oh yeah, you know that's an Alabama thing. I mean, the guy was scared. He was scared. Um, well, sorority girls are terrifying. I mean. Yeah, I mean, just send in, just send in the blonde girls. They'll, you know. But but no, I mean. I, I respect the answer, but we're gonna edit that out, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, wait, Bryce, what do you think the score is gonna be? Ninety-five to eighty-six falls, baby, go falls, yeah. We're gonna put Bryce's that for answer, years. Somehow, Bryce's answer didn't get put in this episode. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, and we didn't even. What are your predictions for the baseball team this weekend against Bowling Green? Three zero. Yep, sweet. Yeah. It should be. Um, it should be, yeah. It's college baseball. You never know. Like, hey, AJ Causey's pitching for, pitching tomorrow for uh, AJ Russell since he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, st- I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I do think, like I said, it's college baseball. Anything can happen. Shout out Stony Brook and Austin P. Massive upsets, but uh, we're just so much better at every level than Bowling Green. I don't think Bowling Green has. I mean, Bowling Green. Got worked by Middle Tennessee State. Um, not really too anxious about this series. 
Yeah. Um, the thing about we, you know, ever since they started two weeks ago, um, I think Tennessee was highly, highly underrated going into this year. And that's mm-hmm. crazy being ranked as a top, you know, 10 team. But like, just look at the lineup. I mean, what I don't know what people were thinking was going to happen. The, the pitching scares me. The pitching, the pitching scares me. Yes, one hundred percent. The pitching is the biggest concern. AJ I needs think- to get healed up. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Bryce. But yeah, it's the pitching that I think put us down a little bit. If anything, that's what's going to hurt. End up hurting us. But I don't think, I don't think people, including us, probably like gave the lineup as many flowers as they deserve. Like, Caveras Tears is very fucking good. Yeah, I, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote about it before the year. Like, you know, you knew that Christian Moore was going to be good. You knew that Billy Amick was going to be good. You knew that um, Blake Burke might turn it around after his shaky play in SEC and in, in the conference games last year. But you didn't know about Robin Villeneuve. You didn't know that Tears would be this good. You didn't know about Dylan Barger. You didn't know about Dean Curley. Mm-hmm. Like, Reese Chapman, bro. Reese yeah. Chapman hasn't even hit stride yet. Yeah, I mean – Two like, of our best players are people that we and Dean Curley, and Cannon Peebles is not hitting that well yet. Like, oh, uh, he did. He he was hitting good. What was it? Tuesday? Was it? Yeah, he yeah, hit good I, that game. So hopefully he's catching stride. Yeah, and you know, if, if if this was an MLB team, we we would be trading like two or three bats for starting pitching. Like that's how deep the lineup is. But I'm not too concerned about it because we kind of had the um, the inverse issue last year where the hitting was lacking but the pitching was lights out so we we made it to the college world series last year with one one phase of the game being you know not as good as the other so i'm not too concerned i mean and we're saying all this you know nine games in so listen tony i know uh mr vitello i know you're an avid listener of the show (laughs) i am offering my services if you need somebody to come in I will be the Sunday pitcher. Yeah, that's no. Hey, that's listen. If you need a voice in the dugout to pump up the guys, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. You want me to wear, you know, a, a pink dress, whatever. I'll do it. Okay. I'm gonna get the crowd hype. You don't need no smoky mascot. You got normal ball fan. You'll be the 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 fur coat. The fur coat. Holder. Listen, I'll I'll like go on one knee and like present it to the guy who hits the home run. <laughs> Like walking before he goes into the dugout, I'll go onto the field and just be like, "Here you go, I'll do it for your charge too." Danny White, hit our inbox. <laughs> We're for sale. Yeah, I know Danny listens all the time. Danny. Oh, speaking. Okay, I really want to get into this. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not. It doesn't have a lot to do with Danny White. I mean, I think some people would say it does, but I've seen so much bitching and moaning about. You know Thompson Bowling Thompson Bowling Arena versus Food City Center this week. People, you know, tearing their clothes off and lighting themselves on fire over a name change of an ugly ass building. Like I don't, I I could care less. I cannot imagine caring this much about what the building is named. Like Jim, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't care as long as I could go sit in the building. I'm good. Well, it's it's just a, now if they ever try to change Neyland. We will have a Shiano. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll go burn the place down before they change yeah. the name. The, the we would make Shiano Sunday look like a, a picnic, but like 
when you're talking about basketball, and like I said, the arena is not, you know, anything to write home about. I mean, it's big, it gets loud, it's a good home court advantage, but the outside of the building looks like a Amazon distribution center. Like, it's ugly. <laughs> like, and if you can slap a Food City logo on there and make a couple million dollars, do it. I, I, I could care less. That's what we love about it, you know? The nostalgia, bro. It's, the, you know, looking like a, a cardboard box. I love it. It's kind of the downside, though, I think, of having an administration that listens to us is we feel the need to bitch about every little thing. Yeah. Like, it's not that bad. I mean, who gives a flying shit? I mean, it. they could name it the Pretty Pink princess arena and i wouldn't give two shits as long as we're winning games in this in the in the building who like who cares like if, if and danny white i mean he's a businessman if you can make a million dollars just by slapping a logo on there uh by the way a company that's loved throughout you know east tennessee i, I mean i, I just it, i don't get it like pe- people think tradition is the end all be all and i i just if you stay stuck in tradition you're gonna get to how bad the football team was through the last decade and a half. So the future is now old man. Exactly. So, um, in other news, Lady Vols currently leading Texas A&M by 13 points in the fourth quarter on senior night. Um, they definitely need this win because they're going to get their shit rocked on Saturday at South Carolina. (laughs) So, Hypothetically, just for argument's sake, say they beat South Carolina. Done. Okay. (laughs) Give me Molly Miller. Fair enough. Hey. Code Orange, shout out to you. We're getting Molly. Yeah. Uh, Code Orange is the president of of the Molly Miller fan club. You know what? We need to do. He already got one stupid tattoo. We need to do another bet. (laughs) If we get. If. Molly Miller becomes the coach. Code Orange has to get a tattoo. A portrait. <laughs> he'll do it. You know he'll do it. I know he'll do it. That's why it's funny. Let's okay. I'll make gonna, a post. That's gonna be my morning post. Yes, That's gonna be my morning it. post. Put and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna ask him. I'm gonna be like, hey, Code, I'm gonna say Code Orange said that if we get Molly Miller hired or you know, this gets a thousand likes, he'll get a portrait of Molly Miller on him. Yeah, just a portrait right on the other kneecap. Right yeah, right across. God, I love code. Yeah, code's amazing. Um, Anything you, else y'all want to get to? Um, just the fact I'm not. It's not nothing to get to. I'm just gonna say it. Dalton Connect National Player of the Year. Nico Iamaliava Heisman. The Golden Spikes Award to Kavaris Tears or Billy Amick. Tennessee runs the world. Go balls. Go balls. Go balls.